Grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God that engages us is from the Old Testament lesson just read, specifically these words in Isaiah 43, verse 4. You are valuable in my eyes. I invite you to be seated. The song, I Only Have Eyes for You, was composed by Harry Warren and Al Dubin in 1934. It's been recorded by a host of musicians, people like Peggy Lee, Frank Sinatra, and Art Garfunkel. The Flamingo's version of I Only Have Eyes for You ranks 157th in Rolling Stone Magazine's list of the top 500 songs of all time. Yahweh has his own version of this golden oldie. He says, you are valuable in my eyes. The you in our text is singular, not plural. It's you, not you all. You, plural, denotes everybody, fair enough. But the text is you singular. It's a focus on each individual. It's, it's intimate. It's personal. It's particular. The chapter begins with this exclusive focus on singular you. I have redeemed you. I've called you by name. You are mine. To be sure, Yahweh's love throughout the Bible is cosmic and universal. But in Isaiah 43, 1-7, 25 times there are words and suffixes that are singular, second person, you. Over and over again in staccato-like fashion, Yahweh says, you, 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 you are valuable in my eyes. Those who first heard this promise, (laughs) Judean exiles in Babylon, know that Babylon would have never said this about them. (laughs) See, Babylon, the empire, as all empires are, they're aloof, they're distant, they're cold and calculating. Judean exiles in Babylon were state slaves. They were political prisoners. They were cogs in this vast and ever-growing political machine. Growing up in the mile-high city of Denver, one of our family rituals was going to Elitch Gardens. Every summer, I would go there and there would be rides and enough sticky cotton candy to amaze my little life. But what fascinated me the most were the funhouse mirrors. There I could be tall and skinny, short and fat, or even ugly and creepy though none of them really reflected who I really was. And neither do the mirrors that we look into every day. (laughs) 
You know the mirrors I'm talking about. The mirrors out there in the empire. Just open a magazine, surf the net, go to a mall, watch TV. We see images, don't we? Most of the time of perfect people with perfect bodies. And they have perfect marriages and perfect families. And lo and behold, they have perfect jobs. And when we gaze into this glass, what do we see? We see that we don't measure up. Uh, What they have, we don't have. You name it, we don't have it. Getting fixated on how the world sees us and identifies us, we begin seeing that we're tall and skinny, short and fat, ugly and creepy, mesmerized by these mirrors. Our identity (laughs) takes a hit. We begin to lose heart languish, feel worthless. And you see, when we feel worthless, we treat other people worthless. You name them, we discount them, don't we? (laughs) Parent, pastor, professor, spouse, colleague, child. You see, when I feel like nothing, I treat you like you are nothing. We begin to get caught up in slashing and burning reputations. Just so I can feel better about me, I'm going to feel worse about you. (laughs) We get caught up in the, the game of gossip and the jungle of judgment, and we love the silent stares. Let me be as clear as possible. Your identity has nothing to do with what Babylon says. Your identity does not stack up to what the world says. You see, Yahweh is the one who gives you identity, and He says, you are valuable in my eyes. It's still you, singular, (laughs) exact, specific, you. And you (laughs) are of infinite worth. The verb translated precious or valuable in Hebrew is yakar. It denotes substance, status, significance. Yakar means you're precious and prized, priceless. (laughs) Let me be as clear as possible. Value, worth, is determined by two things and two things only. First, value is determined by who owns it. You see, a car owned by Mark McGuire (laughs) might be a little bit more valuable than a car owned by Reed Lessing, specifically my 2000 Mazda protege that the three Lessing children have dented, dinged, damaged, (laughs) look at it over there, destroyed. Second, Value was also determined by what someone is willing to pay for it, right? Who owns it? What are you willing to pay for it? What are you willing to pay for that 2,000 
good-looking <laughs> Mazda protege. Probably not a whole lot. So value, worth, is determined by who owns it. <laughs> Yahweh says in Isaiah 43, 6 and 7, Bring my sons from afar, my daughters from the ends of the earth, all upon whom I have created for my glory, all whom I have called, all who I am formed and made. You see, Yahweh calls us sons and daughters, claimed and created, formed and fashioned. You see, values determined by what someone's willing to pay? Yahweh says in Isaiah 43, 4, B, men I will give in exchange for you. People in exchange for your life. You see, when Yahweh led Israel out of Egypt, he paid for Israel with the life of some Egyptians. They drowned in the Sea of Reeds. And in this present moment, when Yahweh is going to deliver Israel from the clutches of Babylon through the Persian king Cyrus II, he's going to pay for his people with the life of Babylonians. Yahweh's willing to lay down people for Israel. But who is this Yahweh? Oh, what's the big deal here? Why should I allow Yahweh to determine my worth and value? Who is this guy anyway? Let me be as clear as possible. In Isaiah 40 to 55, <laughs> the best 16 chapters in the Bible, Yahweh is the one who is able to explain your past, predict your future, and do things in the present tense that are radically new. Yahweh is the holy, transcendent, awesome God, and there is no other. In these 16 chapters, the prophet uses a host of anthropomorphic expressions to denote that this Yahweh, <laughs> this God of Israel, is not a system. He's not a movement. He's not a doctrine. He's not a philosophy. He's not your higher power. Yahweh is a person. Isaiah says that Yahweh has hands, and he has an outstretched arm. He has a mouth and ears, and by the way, Yahweh has eyes. In Isaiah 40 to 55, Yahweh sits. He holds people's hands. He screams. He gasps. He suffers. He's a shepherd. He's a king. He's a kinsman redeemer. He's your husband. He's a potter. He's an artist. He's a craftsman. And for the first time in the book of Isaiah, in 43 verse 3, Yahweh is called your Savior. Ki ani Yahweh Eloheka kadosh Yisrael Moshiyeka, Moshiyeka, your Savior. This is the one who says, I only have eyes for you. Who? Still you. 
Just you. Only you. Forever and ever you. Are what? Your car, precious, priceless, of infinite worth. In whose eyes? In Babylon's eyes? No way, Jose. <laughs> In Babylon's eyes, you and I are state statistics, and we are simply numberless names. So let's start a revolution. <laughs> let's break as many of Babylon's mirrors as we can. Where are we valuable? Not in Babylon's eyes. Not in my own eyes. When I am spiritually sober, I realize in my eyes, I have a problem with hypocrisy and duplicity and ongoing idolatry. Where are we valuable? Yahweh says, in my eyes. Luther's comments on this verse. Quote, although in supreme trials we see nothing in our own eyes and are condemned as one cast off by the world, in God's eyes we are glorious. Therefore, we may be vile in our own eyes, in the eyes of the world, and even in those of our brothers, fear not. In God's eyes, we are regarded as a precious jewel. But there is more. Because Yahweh claimed and recreated you in the baptismal flood, and because Yahweh paid for you on a hill outside of Jerusalem with the price of Jesus, <laughs> Yahweh has more for you today than just eyes. Oh my. Yahweh has a heart for you. Jesus says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Oh, and Jesus has more than just eyes. Jesus has ears for you. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open for you. And Yahweh has more than just eyes, more than just a heart, and more than ears for you today. Oh, my. Yahweh has real body and real blood for you today. Jesus says, shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. The butchered lamb, the empty tomb, the gift of the Holy Spirit all testify to this one indisputable fact. Yahweh loves the lyrics. The moon may be high, <laughs> but I can't see a thing in the sky because I only have eyes for you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.